Hello and welcome to the Sparkle Hour, a fun and feisty podcast for empowered women and woke menfolk. Join us as we pull back the veil to reveal how we are taking control of our life stories and creating a movement of positive change. I'm Michelle Lewis. And I'm Nicole Lewis-Kieber. And if you're ready to feel, laugh, and heal, this podcast is for you. <laughs> Nicole. Michelle, how are you? I'm good, girl. How are you doing? I am doing so well today. <laughs> I am excited to see you. We've both been super busy and traveling and doing wonderful, cool things. So it's always a huge pleasure to get together with you and record the Sparkle Hour. I know. It always feels like a little bit of a, of, of a catch-up and a family reunion up in here, right? <laughs> I know. It's so great. We're just missing all the good food and, you know. Mm-hmm. Good not- weather and good food. Yeah. <laughs> and fireflies. <laughs> right, right, right. So this is, we have a special episode because we have a guest. Mm-hmm. And so I just wanted to put something out there to our community really quickly before we start. Very today. important. Very important. Mm. So we know our community and we know a lot of the topics that we talk about, you know, challenge things and push lines and that we bring people on who are really experts in their field as well around some hard topics. And today we're going to talk about, you know, things that could be triggering if you have trauma, maybe not, but we just want to go ahead and put that out there that if you're someone who has any kind of trauma in your background, just to tread in. And if you need to take a moment, take a moment. If you need to take care of yourself, do so. And just, we wanted to let you know that. Absolutely. And as always, we may or may not swear. So if you have little children listening, go ahead and pop in your headphones. Exactly. <laughs> That's always a warning. Yeah. Okay. That granted, y'all. Right. So, so we, oh, no, you go ahead. Yeah. Just okay. a quick thing. Cause you know, we've been doing sparkle school and one of our next lessons is truth telling being a superpower. So it's so awesome that our special guest today has truth telling as her freaking superpower. I'm so excited. I'm excited too. I cannot wait to see what comes out today. Tell us all about it, girl. I love her. Okay. So today we have a special guest and I will have her just say, hey, real quick. Kelly, I just forgot to even ask you how you pronounce your last name. I feel like we've talked so many times and never asked that. So how do you pronounce your last name? Oh, hi. Nice to see you guys. It's Kelly McNeilis. Whatever you want to say. McNeilis, McNeilis, it doesn't matter. Okay, so cool. Welcome. And let me read your bio really quickly because I just want them to know all the amazing things about you. So Kelly McNeilis is the founder of Women for One, a place where women from more than 50 countries, yes, share their powerful stories with the world. Over 500 truth tellers, as Kelly calls them, I love that, have answered her call to action. Make life happen by sharing your messy brilliance. Their stories range from the devastating to the delightful and everything in between. Kelly is, I love it. Kelly is a mom, wife, friend, mentor, incest survivor, businesswoman, and a firm believer that there is no such thing as TMI. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Formerly a nonprofit and small business consultant, Kelly now travels the world as a speaker, teacher, and workshop facilitator empowering women to find their voices and discover their true power. She has interviewed global change makers, including the late Dr. Maya Angelou, Ariana Huffington, Regina Mamagina, oh, I'm Tom Shower. I don't know how to pronounce her last name, and Byron Katie on the importance of cultivating our own inner wisdom and truth-telling voices. Welcome, Ooh. Kelly. Ooh. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. I'm excited to be with this sparkling group. 
fun. Oh my God, Kelly, we are so excited to have you on today. And we want to talk about Women for One, and we want to talk about all the awesome things that you are doing in your community of truth tellers. And we definitely want to have you share with our audience what truth telling looks like. But before we get there, Kelly, you recently wrote a best-selling book called Your Messy Brilliance, Seven Tools for the Perfectly Imperfect Women. So yes, I did. A bestseller. <laughs> Congratulations on the book success. Thank you. It's been an incredible journey. That's for sure. Oh my God. Yes. We're definitely going to include a link in our show notes so that our listeners can, you know, get a copy of their own, but could you possibly share one of your favorite tools for showing up in our own messy brilliance? Well, you know, the tools that I have in the book came very intuitively and naturally to me. And I just thought about like how I made my own life happen. And I'm still continuing to do that every day, like Mm -hmm. all of us are as women in this world right now and navigating through it. I would say, you know, my favorite is the first tool, which is curiosity, because if we're not open to new ideas, new belief systems, different types of people, different types of situations, and manifesting what we need to do to get an awareness of where we came from, we have to get and dive into that curiosity that each of us has innately. You know, I don't know if you know, if you felt like this when you were a kid, but it's like, I was always curious about everything, that childlike curiosity we always have. And I feel like as adults and as women, we're so busy doing that we get out of that curious space. And if we can just dive back into that, I think it's a great first tool to start with. Oh, I love that. I think that's so fantastic. And I too was a very curious child, so much so that it would get me in trouble. (laughs) But that's fine because, you know, I, I think it's amazing to follow your curiosity. It keeps you alive. It keeps you growing. It keeps you learning. Fantastic first step because it does lead you into a little bit of a mess. Yes, it does. It allows you to be okay with the mess and get curious about why there's a mess in front of you or, you know, really question where you are in your life. I mean, curiosity can take you anywhere. And it it is probably my favorite tool other than the choice tool, which I think is really powerful. It's tool number five. And definitely my book is not meant to be linear, but we, you know, we're in a linear time and have to lay it out in some way with our minds to work. But the, that choice piece gets us all out of that victimhood that we sometimes self-impose on ourselves mm-hmm. or that is you know, put on us with circumstances that we've experienced in our lives mm-hmm. so that we know that we have choice to move out of any situation that has been presented to us or that we've created in our lives. So those are my two favorites for sure. Oh, fantastic. Thank you so much. You use a phrase, love your messy brilliance. Tell us more about how you really came to embrace that mindset and how your work is helping others to love their own messy brilliance. Well, you know, messy brilliance for me, you know, a lot of people, when I do my workshops, I hear, you know, their definition of mess. Like when you hear the word messy, you know, what does your community think of? What are your listeners thinking of right now? I would guess that some of them would say messy hair or messy kitchen, right? I know my purse is always messy. (laughs) And so sometimes I think about that mess that, you know, we've created, like, for example, in my purse, I always have like, to be honest, four tampons, or, you know, (laughs) I've got a sewing kit, right? I've got something organic, you know, I mean, I've I've got something in my purse. And if you look at the purse as a metaphor, it's kind of like, we have all the resources and tools we need in the mess that we've created in our lives, right? In some of the hardest places where we want to clean it up and feel like we're in control. But if we can relax into that mess, 
we can really dive into the space of where we sparkle, like you talk about, and that and polish our mess into this brilliant gem of the genius that we have inside of all ourselves and really discover it. And that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about stop trying to clean up your mess and let's dive into it, take a look at it, sit in it, be okay with it and not be so afraid of it. Well, that's what truth telling is all about, isn't it? It's not trying to cover (laughs) up your mess. It's being, showing it, hey? Yeah, courageously and vulnerably sharing with yourself first and foremost, right? You don't have to go out and cast pearls before swine and tell everybody all your dirty secrets, but really taking a look at them for yourself and getting out of your self-judgment, you know, understanding and taking a step back and looking at the big picture of how this formed who you are in your life. And also like for relationships, you guys, like looking at other people the same way, you know, when you see people that are going through something or that are very angry or you have a negative take on, ask yourself, get curious and be like, what's their story? What happened to them to put them in this space instead of being defensive and judging them? Oh my goodness. I love this so much. It's so juicy. I'm wondering (laughs) if you could tell us a little bit more how you decided to to found Women for One, because it seems like a a natural transition for you. But what was that transition like from, you know, going from consulting for nonprofits and small businesses to taking this lessons of, you know, truth telling that you learned and turning it into women for one? Well, they say, right, that you do what you need. You create what you need to learn. And so I think, you know, personally, you know, I've come from a life of my father is an alcoholic. I moved around a lot when I was younger. I was sexually abused by him when I was young, that I had a memory, several memories come back in my 30s. Then I went through a a pretty nasty divorce and was a single mom for five years. And then like really, I lost a dear friend to cancer and was with her through all of that. So basically, you know, all the challenges that all of us go through on some level, right? I experienced a lot of it. And I was at a space in my life where I wanted to write and that's all I knew. And so what I decided to do was get very curious right? <laughs> like I talk about with that tool and start ask, asking the right questions. And I worked with a coach and literally I, I followed my intuition. I followed my gut and I got the URL women for one. I sat down one day and I heard the words women for one. I looked, it was available. I got it. And I started highlighting cool things women were doing around the world. Great things that women were doing in nonprofits. Cause that's what I knew. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I kept just checking in with my intuition, checking in with my gut, asking like, what do I need to do now? And, you know, looking back on it now, because it's evolved into this huge community, it really was about trusting my inner voice, which I write about in the book as well, right? Sharing my own story and having the courage to share my own truth while I wrote on the site. And it has helped me to be a courageous truth teller, to be the founder of Women for One, because as I moved along, highlighting great things we were doing, the next thing I did was I heard him, you know, I sat down and said, okay, what now do I, what do I do now? It was just like a soul project. And I heard, you should let women share their stories from all over the world. Mm-hmm. And the moment I did that, women for one became, I was serving women for one. It became this container for women around the world to come and share their truth courageously and vulnerably and form a community. And so it's like I created a community that I needed. I needed these women, right? And they needed each other. So that's kind of where it all came from. It is an incredible experience to let it evolve into what it is now where we have courses for women to share their truth and discover their voice and to make their life happen on their own terms 
my book, and they're still all sharing their stories, and I'm interviewing powerful women that have made their lives happen on their own terms as well. I cannot love this more. This is so fucking good. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, it is just so fucking good, and I just love it, and I love that you're here with us today. This is fantastic, fantastic. So now we know that sharing your story for the first time or even maybe just sharing a difficult part of it can be extremely cathartic and a big step forward in our healing, right? But sharing it out of context or with a non-supportive audience can also be really damaging. So how did you find that balance and how does Women for One go about creating that safe space? You know, that's a really good question. And I would like to challenge your thinking around sharing it, you know, out of context could be damaging. I mean, I think if we take that belief system on and believe that, that could happen, yes. And it does happen when women and people get attacked, when they're really innocently sharing their story because they feel like that would be cathartic. Mm-hmm. So, yes, you do have to have discernment and really make a conscious choice on how you want to go about doing, you know, sharing your truths and your stories. And, you know, the women at our site, the first point of entry at our site is come on, on Women for One and just start reading. Just start feeling less alone, right? Start looking through the subject areas that you resonate with and read some of the stories that maybe could give you a piece of wisdom because I never wanted Women for One to be seen as a blog. Like everybody's like, oh, I got accepted on your blog. Like, Mm -hmm. no, we're a supportive community of kick-ass women that are not writers. We are women that share our truth. Okay. And share our stories, not only share our truths and stories, but we share the lessons and wisdom we gain from those stories. So we don't turn anyone's story down. We have an editor that makes you sound really good and (laughs) helps you clarify and quantify, right? Your story. And the only prerequisite we have is you don't disparage or, you know, write about somebody attacking them or being a victim, you know, towards them because legally we just can't do that. And that you talk about the lessons and the wisdom you gained to give that back to our community. And you can do that anonymously, right? If you're too scared. I remember personally, and I don't know about you guys, but when I shared for the first time on my own site, I was terrified, Mm -hmm. terrified. And still to to this day, when I put some things out and I get some criticism back, it's tough because we all want to be loved and supported and uplifted. So I am fiercely protected of every single person that's, that submits on my site. And I'll give you a quick example. Like you said, how do you go about, you know, protecting those women, right? There was a woman that shared a beautiful account and it, it was a, an intense story about being the other woman. Okay. And this was like two and a half years ago, cause we've been around seven years. She shared this story and she literally wrote about being the other woman, about how much shame and guilt she had around it wrote about how she has made up for it, right? Like just really went the whole gamut, talked about the wisdom and lessons. We posted it on our social media, which has a huge following, and she got so attacked. Kind of like the Monica, you know, the Monica Lewinsky thing, right? You know, about shame and talk about going into shame, right? And I felt like a mama bear. I shut those people down so fast because you know what? We're all messed up. We all make mistakes. And this woman was courageous enough to put herself out there, not to kind of absolve herself of her sins, but to share the lessons because she knows other people have been doing this as well and to really flesh out what had happened and own her responsibility in it. 
And it was very clear that the people that were judging her hadn't gone through their own work around it and really just kind of wanted to slam someone and troll them. So how do I go about protecting? I ask people, maybe you should put your initials. I shut and delete those comments down. And I write back that we stand by our truth tellers. And that, you know, so really that's kind of how I'm a mama bear with my own community, if that makes sense. That's absolutely phenomenal. And thank you for being that mama bear to those women who are so bravely standing in their truth, even the ugly parts. Yeah. Because people's truth, they're not always shiny and perfect. It's messy for a reason. Yeah, Yeah. they're perfectly imperfect. That's what I talk about. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I love that because, you know, just it's just a simple truth in that our secrets keep us sick, right? And that when we can tell our story and when we can stand in our truth and when we can talk about it and know that we're safe to do so, it gives us that ability to be curious. It gives us that ability to lift our head and look up around us for the first time sometimes and really see that we aren't as alone as we thought we were. And so That's truth right. is so important. And I love so much that you have created this place where people can come tell their truth for the first time or for the 80th time or whatever it is. <laughs> and that their truth is just as important and impactful and deeply needed to be heard as the, you know, people that you've interviewed like Maya Angelou or Ariana, that they are all similar. They are all the same and their truth is important and that when we heal, we heal together. And so yeah. I, I kind of love that. I love that you said when we heal, we heal together. Cause really that's, that's what it's about. We need to be supporting one another, not tearing each other down. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. So one of your favorite things is what's next. What does it mean to claim our personal what's next? Well, it's funny because I've spoken at several events this year and I've been to some events. I went to wisdom 2.0 where I, Nicole, we met, right. And we kind of met there. We met later. Our energy, we, we our energies met each other there. <laughs> yeah, our energy. <laughs> so, and hearing hearing Tarana Burke speak, you know, the the unknowingly founder of the Me Too movement, which I loved, like really inspired me. But it also made me think about, you know, it really doesn't end with sharing our story. And so, I started these truth teller tours, which I did my first one in Boulder, and. We had over 100 and I think it was like 160 women show up within a month after I promoted it. And we selected, yeah, yeah, we selected three women. We had four panelists that spoke about their truths that I knew. But then we we had women submit their stories to read. And the value of that spoken word where you read it to a supportive community, it was literally the most empowering event I've ever been part of, I've ever put on. I want to do these all over the country, all over the world, if I can, the Truth Teller Tour, where we select women, you know, from their area to be supported, to speak about an experience they've been through. It doesn't have to be around harassment. It doesn't have to be about sexual, you know, abuse. It could be about anything. So these women spoke about, one was a physical trauma, one was an eating disorder, and one was sexual harassment. And they brought their their children They brought their family and friends and they cried and we all cried and the value of that spoken word, right? That's the what's next for me. And I want women to start asking themselves after they start sharing their truth to themselves, one another, a larger community, what's your what next? Because what's next? It doesn't stop after you share your story. I mean, and I realized that this year when I went and spoke for the first time publicly to a large audience a year ago about my incest abuse. 
And it was huge for me. I mean, I've done interviews, but to speak in front of a group of 400 women and share my story vulnerably, like I got to do it because that's what I'm asking women to do. So I went for it. It completely transformed me a year ago. And you know what? I thought, oh, I'm going to be all shiny, you know, in my mind. I'm like, this now I'm going to heal myself. Well, I get <laughs> home that night. Okay. I get home the night after I spoke. It was very cathartic. I have another memory come up. And so that's where the what's next came for me because I'm like, wait a minute. This is it's messy. This journey is messy. This is never ending. So what's my what's next? So this year when I went to speak to the same group, of, no, a different group at the same venue, the same group of women, I talked about how about we all look at what our what's next is after we share our story? How can we help others? How can we support ourselves more? You know, and that's by taking courses, look, you know, holding tribe with one another, supporting one another. For me, that's what it is. And understanding what my voice means for myself and my family and my friends in the world. So that's my what's next. And I really want to challenge other women to think about what their what's next is after they're sharing their story, because it really doesn't end after you share your story. It just begins. That is so true. And it's like, after you share something like that, you may feel a vulnerability hangover, as we like to call it. Yeah super exposed and even in a supportive space like that you know once it's just you again there's that scary feeling that can come up and how do you help women through that place or as Nicole likes to call it first you have the aha and then you have the oh shit (laughs) yeah you know what Nicole that's so true that's what I did I was like what did I just do (laughs) that's how I felt it, it's so true. And can I just say, like, I wasn't at the event in Boulder, but I was peripherally watching because you and I were in each other's orbit at that moment. And, <laughs> oh, my God, the energy just coming from the pictures and the commentary and the like, you know, some of the live streaming, I think it was either Instagram stories or Facebook, I don't remember, was so powerful. And if I could teleport my damn ass over there, I would have <laughs> and jumped right in the middle of it because I was like, this is some powerful stuff and I was so happy, you know, for it and so happy to feel the things from it that I, you know, just gathered from being on the periphery of it. I can't even imagine what it would have been like there. And I'm just like, yes, please, more of that for us. <laughs> yes. Yeah, definitely. And I want to do them around. I'm going to do one in Atlanta in the fall, but I'm telling you, I want to do a tour. I want to go around to cities and get women to stand up and speak their truth about anything, not just about harassment. Let's all uplift our voices and support one another. I think it would be really powerful to do that around the country. I love that. I'm so down. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's get it on. Get it going. Yeah. I think that's what we try and do here. You know, we're just trying to create a space where anything and everything, you know, is a-okay, you know, in that, well, not everything, but most things are a-okay in that, you know, we've told our stories and we are here to share them and we're here to, to let other people share theirs as well. And the work that Michelle and I have done in the world would not have happened had we not spoke the truth to ourselves first, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think right. it's so important that you create that space where someone who's a reluctant writer or someone who's fearful that they can, for the first time, maybe write it down and speak it and that someone's going to help them with their words and, you know, give them reflection back and, and be supportive in that way, as opposed to just dropping an article and running, you know, like, love it. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. So how do you help women find that delicate balance between whole truth telling and gory story vomit? Or is there such a thing? Oh, I love that. You know, I talk about that in my book and uh, in a few blogs. I love that you brought that up. And you know, most people don't ask me about that. So thank you. (laughs) I had a teacher for years 
that talked to me probably like 10, 15 years ago, and I worked with her for four years, she would be like, stop storytelling. You know, you think you're sharing and communicating, for example, with your husband. You think you're just like, you know, blah, 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 and you're telling them what you think, and you're talking about your emotions and your feelings. And she's like, actually, I would suggest that he's more communicative than you. And I was like, so offended. I'm like, oh, she doesn't know who I am. And oh my God, you know, and I am such a good communicator and I had all this pride about it. And then I really started digging in, you know, and I'm like, I do a lot of storytelling and I don't, you know, years ago, I was like, I don't drop in and check in and go inside myself and really slow down and think about how I'm feeling to articulate and communicate that. And so that's the first piece of it is to really slow down and get intentional about what your words are saying when you're communicating with somebody and really active listening to the other person. So that's one piece. But the storytelling piece is like, when you go into a space of, well, then she did this, and then I did this, and then I, you know, and then, oh my God, can you believe she did this? That is what I see storytelling is. Okay. When you speak from a space of, I feel this way, and this is how I was moved, and this is what my experience was of what happened, and this is how I'd like to move forward, that feels like vulnerable truth-telling. That's the, op- I just wanted to give examples. Those are the examples. The storytelling is really telling a story like you do to a little kid. And then, you know, Mary and John went this way, and I did this. So I can tell when someone's vomiting storytelling versus really vulnerably truth-telling because of the visceral experience I have listening or talking to them or looking at them and also listening to their words and really not feeling connected to the story itself, but really listening and connecting with the person and how they're sharing it. Does that make sense? Huge difference between noise and substance. I love that. Yeah, it makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, you just summarize. There you go. See, I talk too much. You summarize in (laughs) one sentence. You know, I love that. It's perfect. Yeah. No, I love hearing what you had to say about all that. That If you didn't say that, then I couldn't break it down. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So as we're kind of wrapping up and coming towards the end of our time together, we have just a couple more questions for you. And one is really, I feel like you've answered that already with the in-person events, but just in case to give you this opportunity to say, you know, what is coming up for you and your community that's really exciting to you right now? Well, like I said, the Truth Teller events, which... We'll have more about on my site on, she just searched Truth Teller Tour on our site, but you can go and, and look at all my events on my site. Right now I'm speaking at Wanderlust in June in West Virginia, and then I'm speaking at, like I've told you, Nicole, the Good Life Project camp in upstate New York in August, and then doing a What Women Want national conference, hopefully Truth Teller Tour there in October. So there are exciting events coming up. I definitely am planning also a retreat in Seattle next year to really have women dive into their story for truth telling and also do a truth teller tour. So that's going to be a bigger one next spring. But right now we have courses on our site. We have a lot of freebies, opt-ins that you can do like a seven day challenge, or you could get a messy note every day that helps you like let go of judgment and just dive into your messiness a little bit more and you can read our story. So I just love people to come to my site and see what they think about our community. Oh man, it's so good. You have so much good stuff going on. I love it. It's fun. (laughs) (laughs) It is fun because that is, that's how you help people discover their superpower of truth telling, right? Absolutely. (laughs) We have one last question for you that we like to ask our guests. 
one of our key phrases is when in doubt, sparkle that shit out. So, (laughs) (laughs) so Kelly, how do you sparkle shit out? Well, I think my superpower and you would talk to all my friends, my staff, and actually one of my dear friends that I've had for 20 years, we're building a house in Seattle and she met the contractor the other day because we were sitting on the deck, the dock that we're going to knock down having a glass of wine, looking over to Seattle, rough life. It was wonderful. And she looked at my project manager and said, oh my God, Kelly's got a heart of gold, but you'll always know where you stand with her. So how I sparkle stuff out is I'm very direct. And I'm very loving and I'm very loyal and supportive, but you always know where you stand with me. And that's how I sparkle that shit out. (laughs) Yes. Uh And what a gift that is. What a gift that is to the people around you and to yourself at the same time. Amen. It is a gift and I piss a lot of people off with it, but that's okay. I'm okay with it. I'm turning 50 this year. I can handle it. (laughs) Getting pissed off is a gift too. (laughs) Yeah, you're allowed to have that emotion, hey? (laughs) Yeah. We're we're not responsible for them, are we? All right. Nope. (laughs) So I'm so excited that you came to visit us, Kelly. I'm so grateful that our paths crossed the way that they did and that we're getting to know each other and I'm seeing all the amazing things that you're up to in the world and the sparkle Hour, you know, we just are so thrilled to have you. And we're going to make sure that everything you've talked about is in the show notes and that people are linked to your community so that they know how to, you know, show up and tell their truth and that your truth, that they can submit their own truth to your site and that it'll, you know, someone will see it. And what an amazing gift that is for them too. And, and that we support that 100%. So, Michelle, is there anything else you want to say before we end today as far as any comments, questions, or Kelly, if you have any? I'm not good at wrapping things up. That's why I let Michelle do it. So I'll just start talking again. <laughs> well, Kelly, seriously, we're so grateful for you coming on today. And I know that our community is going to be just deeply, deeply blessed by what you've had to share here. Yes, we're definitely going to include everything in the show notes and all the links to your site and your book and any cool places that you're going to be appearing in person. We'll be sure to include that as well. But really, just thank you so much for having the courage to tell your story and having the courage to give place for other women to tell their story, too. It's it truly. Well, is thank you, guys. I appreciate both of you having me on. I think it's awesome what you guys are doing. I'm just honored to talk to both of you. It was so much fun. Yay. Thank you so much. We love you all. And all right, Sparklers, this has been another great episode of the Sparkle Hour. And You know, you can find us on our website at www.thesparklehour.com. Visit us on our Facebook page, The Sparkle Hour, and be sure to join our special group. When in doubt, sparkle that shit out. (laughs) (laughs) And we love you guys to pieces, and we can't wait to see you again. So that's all. Thank you. Thank you. See you later. Bye, y'all. Thank you for listening to The Sparkle Hour. Today's episode was brought to you by Nicole Lewis Keeper Coaching and the Blessings Butterfly. To learn more about the topics discussed today, please visit our website at www.thesparklehour.com. And remember, when in doubt, sparkle that shit out. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, please.